Okay, uh, David Luongo on the uh, MX Vice pre-race podcast from the MXGP of Indonesia. A new one, Palembang, replacing uh, Pankalpanang. A lot of angs there, but <laughs> uh, let's just start with that. Why are we here? How's this venue come up? Was this? I feel like Palembang's been on the radar for a while. Like even last year, I remember hearing little bits about maybe we'll come here. So, why has this now finally happened? Yeah, hello everybody. So yeah, as you say, a lot of ang to the, to the names. <laughs> But uh, yeah, for sure. Um, so this was a project of uh, three years. Three years we are talking with, uh, with the place here. And uh, uh, for the races in Indonesia, we work very, very closely to the F- Indonesian Federation, EMI, IMI. And, um, and uh, they advise us uh, where to go. And uh, for that, the first two years were in uh, Pangal Pinang. And uh, the third year of this uh, contract is going now to Palembang. Um, I think you see, for the people that are not come, I can explain. When you arrive from the airport to the track, it's like 15 kilometers of big road crossing the cities. And you have uh, advertising everywhere about the racing. Uh, I'm very proud uh, of, uh, of this kind of organization because you really feel like a premium and a major sport when you arrive in this kind of places. Uh, and uh, it's very rewarding for all our team and uh, and the riders and uh, the journalists and everybody here to see all the the investment and uh, the passion the the people here are putting into this event. So um, yeah, it's uh, it's how we arrive there. I think it's motivation and uh, and the passion of a lot of governors in in Indonesia because uh, the sports and motorsports in general are very popular in in Indonesia. We saw that from all the results we have from uh, from our social network, from the TV figures, a lot of fans are uh, are based in Indonesia. A lot of young fans also, so it's uh, very important for the future of our sport. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a new venue, a good track, good place, close to the hotel facilities, and uh, don't think we can do better. <laughs> so yeah, it's good. It's good. So when we come to Indonesia, then. You deal with a federation and they're in charge of this place, Pankalpanang, Semarang. It's not like you're dealing with separate organizers like you maybe would in Italy, for example. Yeah, so the Motocross World Championship is always linked to federation because uh, we have a contract with FIM. Uh, we are dealing with, most of the time with the national federation to advise the location. But uh, when we go overseas, most of the time, uh, we have a direct link with the federation to because they know better the, their market as we are outside of Europe, and uh, many times we have to start from scratch. So we need to to decide uh, where is the best location to to organize an event, and uh, so for that the advice of the national federation is very important for us. Obviously, people haven't seen this place yet, but we're literally in the back garden of a hotel, so. Is this like a logistical nightmare to plan and actually bring dirt here and build it up? Like, was that a bit of a headache just to piece this thing together? And is that maybe why it took so long to finally put Palembang on the map? Yeah, the thing is, um, we have a team here, a track designer, track advisor, and also our director of organization here for one month, helping uh, the organizer here to, uh, to, to design and to find the best location to build the track because... Uh, we saw, yeah, three years ago with uh, Pangal Pinang that was some weak point on the track, and uh, we decided to come for a longer time to really find a good place to build it. 
And um, yeah, it was because you need a, a, a good place to build the tracks that is also close to the facilities to us, the paddock. We need a, as the, is the same in Europe now, you know, the, the, the paddock uh, of the motocross world championship has become so big so, that we need to find a place that can host it. And also in overseas, because also the team, when they come like uh, RCRC, KTM, Xvarna, uh, Yamaha, they come with a lot of uh, material uh, to the overseas, technically, but also marketing-wise. So we need to find a place that can host all this material and also to find an hotel and, uh, and uh, good facilities for the teams that is not so far uh, from the track. So all this has to be put in one box and then we need to find the best uh, compromise to, to make the event nice. So, uh, building on that then, why haven't we gone back to Pankal Penang? Because that was, we weren't as close to the hotel, I don't think that's even possible, <laughs> but it still all worked, like it was a 10-minute taxi journey, the airport was close by, so why have we moved on? Because, you know, Indonesia, it's a lot of different places. Uh, Sumatra is, uh, is the, one of the biggest uh, islands of Indonesia, so we also feel that the market will respond better than in Pangalpinang, which was quite limited by the size and the people on site. Uh, and, uh, and it's a constant improvement to, to the event. And I think it was the same when we make Brazil, when we make Mexico. You know, you, start, you need to start from, from some point and then you need to evolve uh, based on the, the request and, uh, and the market. And uh, for sure to have an event in Java Island and in Sumatra Island has a bigger potential than uh, Pangalpinang, which is a smaller island. So uh, we reach new steps for, for the World Championship and uh, this is why we come here. It's one of those things, isn't it, where like, if you stand still, then you're not moving forward. And had Ustream stood still in 2014 when we were predominantly in Europe, then we would still be in exactly the same situation. The growth wouldn't have been there and the whole series would just be stagnant. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, uh, it's always in our mind to, to improve the World Championship. So first thing, as you said, World Championship is worldwide. It's not European-wide. Otherwise, it's a European Championship. So uh, we need to go outside of Europe to find new, new dynamic, uh, new increase, new fans, new business uh, market, new... Uh, bike uh, sailors also because we work with manufacturers and they also work to find places where we can have fa uh, fans and uh, Indonesia is uh, as Argentina as Brazil in the past uh, as Australia maybe in the future all those places have a link with motocross and with motorsports so for us it's very important to, 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 to always look forward sometimes we make mistakes and most of the time, as you see with the, with the dynamic of the championship, we, we succeed. So it's a constant progression and, uh, and that's it, yeah. You mentioned that uh, this is year three of the contract with the Indonesian Federation. Uh, how many more years are left on that? And when this contract first started, did you approach them or did they come to you? Like, how does a relationship like this start? Yeah, so Indonesia, uh, we have a lot of contact with them from years because of the federation working with FIM with, uh, so you know uh, most of the time we see once a year during the motocross of nation or during, during the gala FIM so um, then for sure they came uh, in uh, Thailand the first time I think it was uh, maybe already in Pattaya uh, and then uh, it was a constant talks with them to, to, to find a plan to, to insert them in the calendar and uh, so we have two contracts, two different contracts. One is with uh, Palembang, one is with uh, Semarang. 
And um, this year here, uh, is, it was the last year, so we need to renew. And the next one, we still have two years. So it's quite, uh, but I have to say that it's quite uh, a long-term uh, uh, project here because really the market, we, we are really sure that is a big demand on the, on the motorsports fans. This should be quite a big GP as well because as far as what I could see from the drive from the airport, it seems like quite a sporting area. Like I think five minutes away there's a little stadium or something. So even if people aren't interested in MXGP yet, they should kind of embrace it, come to see what it's about. And then those Indonesian numbers that you mentioned, and we even see the same on MX Vice, those will grow even more. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, motos- motorsport is, is great uh, in general, but motocross, it's, it's crazy for the young. It's a, it's a very extreme sport. We all we are all passionate about about motocross. So when we come to to country outside of Europe, I can tell you that the the kids are are with you know stars in the eyes when they when they look at us at everybody the rider the bikes the mechanics the journalists we are kind of uh, of uh, hero of the sport. So. Which is very exciting and rewarding. You know, it's it's like uh, it's a very very. Uh, great experience to be here. So, I'm sure we will have we will have a good uh, good input from the fans here, uh, and uh, yeah, we will see this weekend. So the first year we came to Indonesia, it rained obviously, and uh, everyone complained like, "Oh, why are you putting a GP on in the rainy season?" Uh, you answered that and said, "Right, that makes sense. We need to move." And now everyone's saying, "Oh, why is it happening in the middle of the season? Everyone's injured." I don't know what we've got to do <laughs> to make everyone happy because look. There's injuries, that happens. We always have the bad years. 2015, that was a bad year, and then it fixed itself. It's not like there are... The amount of riders here isn't resembling the amount of teams or riders who are willing to travel this far, because Red Bull KTM would quite happily have two riders here if you give them the choice. It's just one of those things that I guess you have to take on the chin, move on, and know confidently that next year it will be better, which it will. You exactly answer to... To, to the question by itself so it's like uh, yeah motocross unfortunately is a sport with injuries this is uh, something we are fighting against because uh, for us first for health it's not good to have rider injured uh, but uh, unfortunately it's like this you know it's we, we, we have a team of four people working just on the track uh, ad, uh, track advisor called Rigon Calves which has a, a huge experience in the, with his uh, professional career uh, so we put a lot, a lot of effort, track-wise, security-wise, to, 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 to make the track as safe as, as possible. There is some question mark about the engine capacity, about the speed, about many things, because today the, the bikes are, are going very, very fast. The rider has never been so talented, so the speed is very, very, very big. Uh, the thing is, to have injury at this moment of the season, uh, yeah, bad luck, really bad luck, because... In the past years, we also had one year, I remember, where we had like four, five top guys injured before the start of the season with a, with a training session in, uh, in Belgium, I, I think, was that yeah, yeah. We, where we had a ba- ba- very big crash. 2014, I think. Yeah, 2014. So, um, yeah, here we miss at least uh, six, seven factory riders, which have been, which have been injured before. And, uh, the, the, okay, the lineup will have been much, be- much different if they were uh, fit. This is part of our sport, so maybe we will finish the season with uh, 30, 35 riders, maybe we will finish with 28. Uh, yeah, it, it, to have this race in the middle of the season is the best because, as you said, raining season at the beginning, 
Uh, then er- end of the season we cannot do it because of the of the the calendar with all the races and uh, you know 20 races uh, to put on the on the paper is seems easy and good but uh, uh, also we have a lot of requests from organizers to have different dates to have and we need to make the best of the best of it so yeah it's uh, it's a uh, it's like it is. It's our sport. We do our best to uh, to improve always with, with FIM and with the manufacturer to improve uh, the, the the safety every time. But uh, at le- it's a world championship, at, uh, and and this is it. I think I think it's a thing in motocross where fans, industry, everyone kind of lives in the moment. Maybe even in other sports. And I'm constantly reminding everyone that look at the uh, list of officially approved teams before the season if you add up the amount of teams that would definitely have come to flyaway races we would have had 30 riders on the line and you've always got a plan with that potential in mind haven't you because you can't sit there and go well maybe people will get injured because then sod's law no one will get injured and you'll be like oh we should have gone after all so like you can only work with what you've got yeah but you know the the world championship it's uh the structure of the world championship as you mentioned we have oat team so it's the the factory teams we have a group of 25 top riders participating to hold the races it's the same in europe you know you have also some riders that participate just in the eastern country some riders that participate just in the western country of in inside europe so you have like a kind of pool of 25 30 riders and then you have 10 20 riders that enter to to some races uh, in European Championship, we have more than 85 riders per, uh, per races with uh, different groups, with, uh, with a lot of new talented coming. So the, the, the motocross is living a very good moment, but we will never, uh, I will never put on paper the, 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 to have 40 European riders in overseas because simply it's, it's, not, it's not possible. But in a normal year, we could, we could arrive to 25 30 rider with the locals because also this is important to have locals rider inside the, the Grand Prix because we need to, to give them the possibilities to, to ride we need them to give we need to give them the possibility to have dream about the world championship and uh, yeah this year it's it's quite special because we have uh, those injuries but uh, yeah as you said if uh, Jeffrey Antonio Clement Julien all those rider would have been here if they were not uh, were not injured uh, you mentioned it briefly there about the 2019 calendar. I feel like this may have been the most stressful for you a uh, year for you as far as the calendar and planning and logistics go. Obviously, there's been a lot of changes, more than we've ever seen. And I'm guessing uh, you just want to move on to the 2020 calendar quite quickly. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it, it's a it's very very good problem because once again, I don't think motocross lived in the past uh, a great moment like this. We have. 25, 27 requests of organizing a motocross Grand Prix, and we have 20 dates possible. So it's uh, it's very good. It's very good uh, for the sport. It's very good uh, for the media. It's very good for the riders because uh, they get popular in uh, in a lot of countries. You know, it's always a question of how many fans you touch. Uh, if you are in working in five countries, you can touch five countries. If you work in 21 countries, you open your scales. So um, I think it's a very good problem. Uh, it's, uh, it's tough when we have to put it on paper because, as you said, logistic-wise, also our people, you know, 
what what you have to to realize is when a team work with one truck and 20 people we work with 20 trucks and 150 people so it's also a lot of logistic challenges for for Ustream and uh, we 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 accept it uh, but it's uh, it's very exciting because we visit a lot of country uh, we have we visit a lot of culture i think it's very very good for all of us to be part of this uh, of this championship uh, it's it helps you also to realize uh, where we live and uh, and uh, when we when, i mean again when we come here you arrive in a in a country uh, with 14 hours of flight and uh, and you see really the passion of the people i tell you i don't have one city in europe that put this effort to to brand a motocross world championship to brand mxgp we have pictures of uh, jeffrey antonio uh, uh, tim geyser everywhere and uh, you, you, you were already here last year in Semarang. You will see tonight uh, uh, all the opening ceremony with the kids, with the, all the things they put inside uh, this, this Grand Prix. It's just, uh, it's just amazing. So it's, uh, it's very good to be here. Is that, obviously, like, like you say, there's banners all along the roads, the airport's got TV screens with GPs playing. Is that a requirement from you at all? Or do the promoters or the federation just go ahead and do that? And then when you arrive, you're like, oh, wow, <laughs> I didn't expect this. <laughs> No, this is what we request to to everybody. Then it's uh, it's uh, apply more uh, better or, or worse organizer per organizer. But this is uh, yeah, this is uh, how you should promote a motocross world championship locally. So this is one of the best example we have during the season. And uh, obviously, we're expecting the 2020 calendar any day now. So it's not out yet, so we can't talk about specifics. But are we expecting big changes? Obviously, the Australia bomb got dropped. Maybe a little too soon, but <laughs> yeah, it's um, we will go for uh, 20 races plus motocross of nation. So it's uh, it's uh, it's continuity with uh, maybe we will have a bit more overseas than this year. But uh, the the yeah the the, the the challenges will be the same, and uh, and it's very exciting uh, calendar next year. We will be back in uh, in some countries normally and uh, and we continue to be in the, all the, the biggest uh, European country so it's uh, now a very strong calendar. Obviously we know that Australia slash New Zealand has been on your radar for a while. Uh, Japan's also on that list of must do. Are we any closer to that? I would say that Australia is uh, very close and Japan a bit uh, farer but uh, yeah it's, um, it's, a, it's a constant talking with the federation and with the organizer. Um, but yeah, today I can say that Australia is cl- much closer than, uh, than Japan. I guess I, uh, I better ask this as well, because otherwise people shout at me, uh, USGP, <laughs> I guess that's the same, just talking, waiting for the right situation. Yeah, so the, the motocross of nation in USA was a great success, it was really, really a beautiful event, well organized. Uh, we had fantastic time with uh, the Richie family from Redbird also. So it was, it was for us and for them and for the American motocross, I think, was a success. Uh, I mean, in terms of event. Uh, for the USGP, is a bit different because we tried many, many uh, different locations. We also make a lot of, um, of uh, let's say, advertising, promotion with, uh, with MX Sport, which is our partner there now to, to, to find the best way to make a race there. And uh, we are we have our radar open to to check uh, if a location could uh, could host uh, 
kudos the, the MXGP World Championship. But uh, in the close future, I would say motocross of nation, it's more likely to happen again uh, than USGP. I mean, for the years coming. But we are open for uh, we are open for uh, for possibilities for sure. It's such a shame that Charlotte couldn't continue for logistical reasons, I guess, isn't it? Because that was one that worked. Like even to this day, I think. That's probably in my top three of GPs I've been to because everything about it was just phenomenal. Yeah, in Charlotte was like the the, the racetrack inside this kind of big stadium and uh, and uh, the location, the, everything was quite well. Also, the number of spectators were, was the biggest of uh, all the the tribe we had in USA. Uh, yeah, the thing was uh, yeah the, the logistically and the, the facilities was too big. So, yeah, this kind of model can, uh, can be a good one. But, uh, uh, yeah, in terms of, in term, in term of USGP, we are, we, are working. we are working to find a solution, but nothing coming in close future, yeah, unfortunately. And uh, two more quick things, because we've gone long, very long. <laughs> uh, I was scrolling through social media earlier, and randomly, some person, I don't even know who it was, but I saw a comment saying, oh, yeah, no one goes to watch MXGP anymore. And I read it, and I was like, I feel like I'm walking around with my eyes closed because as far as I can tell, spectator numbers are either the same as they always have been or higher. Like Germany was packed, I feel like. Latvia, I'd say that was the um, biggest GP we've ever had there as far as fan count goes. Like, are you seeing uh, a rise in that respect? Yeah, in, in Europe, we are, uh, I would say, equal with a small uh, dynamic. Yep. Uh, I mean, uh, French GP also was very successful. Uh, as you said, Germany was much bigger than last year's. Latvia also. Uh, UK is a bit uh, stable, but not not a big increase. Uh, I mean, then all the overseas is going very very high. Uh, but then on the on the TV side and on on the social network side and uh, MXGP TV, all this figure we we see an increase year per year. And this is not uh, is surveyed by uh, a third party, by a company called Nielsen, which is uh, making the survey on football, Formula One, all the bigger sports. So it's, uh, it's uh, figures that are delivered to us based on the contract we have with them to make uh, the survey. Uh, on all the digital is analytics. So you have the, the, the numbers that the, you know that also yeah. better than me. Uh, so it's, uh, everything is very accurate. And uh, now we see the, the market is growing. It's growing a lot for the MXGP. And it's never been like this. So uh, when you see on Facebook, we have uh, millions of followers. YouTube is also going. We have 2 million views per month. And MXGP TV, we have thousands of uh, subscriptions uh, to, to watch the full season. And, uh, and the same on TV, millions of TV viewers. So it's, uh, I would say that, yeah, moto- motocross, it will never be like football, this for sure. Uh, but uh, we, fight, uh, we fight like hell to, to bring it to be more popular. And, uh, and uh, I think we, we are on a good way. We are on a good way. So also when you see Jeffrey, Antonio, they are big stars yeah. in their country. Uh, and, uh, and it's very positive. So I will, uh, for sure, I don't, I, I don't think motocross is going down. Motocross is going up. This is, this is for sure. This is for sure. And uh, finally, when we spoke last year in Indonesia, I think we figured out that uh, pre-sales for Redbud were the highest of any MXON ever. So how's Assen going compared to that? I guess maybe it might not reach the same heights, especially with pre-sales, because obviously Europe, people can just plan later. But is it all looking quite uh, promising? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. As you said, it's, uh, it's not the same uh, dynamics as Redbud. 
but I have to say that it's the best in Europe, so which is very good because at the end the numbers are quite the same uh, because as you said in Europe we are we have a different way uh, than in the USA to buy uh, to buy tickets. But uh, yeah, the pre-sales are going very well. Uh, it will be a fantastic event in Assen. Uh, we increase the capacity of the of the of the location by changing the design of the track. We go more on the grandstand area, uh, back of the start, yeah. as it was uh, uh, last year. Um, and uh, now it will be it will be it will be a crazy crazy event, I'm sure. As well as the uh, like the grandstands that are already in place, are you going to be putting like man-made grandstands around the car park area? I guess it is. Uh, if we, if the design we made now, we increase already from twenty thousand spectators more, so it's uh, it's a good number. The 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 paddock uh, side, paddock side will be maybe more focused on the, all the hospitalities, uh, Monster Energy, all our partner. Uh, but also for the fans because a lot of them have uh, already their uh, uh, grandstand and uh, with all the rigs and uh, and everything so uh, it will be more divided in these two uh, these two groups but in Assen you have the place to to fit a lot a lot of people so we are very confident also all the activities in the paddock in the camping as every year so we are quite sure that as every year at motocross of nation will be a huge party to celebrate the end of the season and to celebrate our sport uh, let's end on this then. So obviously you're working on lots of things. Like we're in 2019 right now, but I'm sure you're already looking at 2021, 2022. You can't go into specifics, obviously, but are there any massive things that you're working on behind the scenes at the moment that if they come off and when they eventually come out will shock people? Like, are you looking at exciting things that are a big change? Is there anything massive you're working on? Mm, honestly, no. No, no, no. We, for, for sure... Um, as motorsport is linked with technology, is linked with um, with industry, we are in constant talk with uh, with the manufacturer and uh, and with uh, FIM also to to see about regulation, about what we can improve. So maybe maybe we'll be kind of working group to 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 to, to see uh, where 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 the sport goes in the next four or five years, but. Uh, I don't see today we reach a level of um, we are very happy with the two races we are very happy with the two days program we are very happy with the model we have today of uh, of racing so no major change on that uh, also the the rules of the under 23 is working well uh, the pyramid system with the European championship is bringing every year a new talent you will see also next year so with the the, if Prado is a world champion, he will move to MXGP, so he will mix again the cards, will bring a new new blood and uh, and uh, making the um, the sport to reach higher level. Uh, and you will see new rider coming in MX2. So all the system bringing riders, uh, putting the level higher is working well. So all this we will not change. Then it's just maybe uh, also with the, the venue of Infront uh, that acquired Ustream during the winter time, we will see more uh, maybe investment in the digital, in the marketing, in the TV experience and also uh, on the spectator experience on site. But I don't see big revolution coming uh, in the upcoming months, this for sure.